Sammy, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, was, I was in tears this morning. Uh, <laughs> I was in tears this morning thinking about yesterday and uh, some stuff I'm going to read to you and share with you today. But um, uh, so, Lord, Lord, I just pray you're blessed today. I, I just so excited how you're going to hijack the service. And it's all you. It's all you. This is all about Jesus. And so, Lord, we just, uh, whatever you want to do today, and I pray you encourage us. Pray you encourage people from yesterday who, oh, who just got to eat today. They get to eat today. Mm. You are good to us. So we just thank you for being good to us. Amen. Hey, find someone around you that you don't know. Hey, hey, come on now. Find some. Find someone near you that you don't know. Tell them God loves them. Ask them the name. Tell them God loves them. Hey, man, I love you too, man. I love you too, man. Don't be telling me you love me. Come on, man. <laughs> so, um, uh, so I, I, I want to share with you about yesterday before I get into the sermon. And if I don't get into the sermon, I am good with that. Amen. <laughs> I, I, I want to I thank some people. Uh, and let me give you context. Um, when um, I, I was there yesterday, we went Friday night to go, go home park and um, uh, let me back up. How y'all doing today? <laughs> How you doing today? How you doing today? I want to welcome all the visitors. Anybody here for the first time? Anybody here for the first time? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? God bless y'all. So I'm Miles, I'm the pastor and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the crier. I'm the crier. I'm the, I'm the crier. So. Uh, we want to welcome all our campuses out there and, and all the people watching in the military and all the people out there, wherever y'all are. Let's give them all a big hand. God bless y'all. Uh, yesterday we had our 23rd and uh, 23rd uh, consecutive Toys for Joy event in four locations around San Diego. You just saw the video. Uh, we started this church in the year 2000, so 19 years ago. But uh, before we started the church, I had a nonprofit. Uh, where we did youth crusades, and in between the crusades, we did Toys for Joy. We started out with doing it in one church, and we had, you know, three, four, five hundred people, I can't remember, and I would share the gospel. They would come in and share the gospel, and then they'd go get toys, and so now it's grown to four campuses, and you saw the numbers. And, and so when we started the church, we just took it over and said, let's expand it to the city. And so that was yesterday, and when I was... Um, reading the stories this morning and actually reflecting yesterday, just talking to people. Um, I was like, you know what, there's so many people that you didn't go and, and nothing bad on you, just you weren't there. So you, 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 we want to share our experience with you. And so I, I want to, so I kept thinking about all these stories and I was hearing stories from the staff, tell me stories from all around the, the county. And I just want to share a few with you. 
um, and then we'll see how long that takes. And if that's what we talk about today, I'm good with that. Um, um, so I want to pray, and then I'm going to share some stories with you. We want to thank people um, because we took thousands of people that have been planning since last January. Uh, it's, it takes a year to do. And, and a, a lot of money, a lot of effort, a lot of uh, hard work, people up all night, um, last-minute disasters, <laughs> trucks of, truck full of toys that never made it, they're coming in tomorrow. <laughs> but we're going to give it to a town in Mexico, the whole town burnt down. Amen. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Here's the thing, here's the thing. If you are walking with God and trusting God, then walk with God and trust God. <laughs> God's going to do you some, you just say, okay, God, you got this. And, and, and here's the trip thing about it. This, this town in Mexico, I think 200 homes burnt to the ground and they're in uh, tents. And one of our board members went down. He grew up very poor with no electricity, no water. When he grew up, he was selling chiclets at the border. And he, he ended up becoming the global strategist, global strategist for McDonald's. <laughs> okay, so he, he, was in, he was in this town. He said, this is my life when I grew up. Can we help? And I said, oh, we'll, we'll have toys. Because we always have toys left over. And well, God said, not only are you going to have toys left over, I'm going to have a whole truck not even get to you. <laughs> and it's all going to be wrapped up so you don't have to wrap it up. You just send the, tr send the truck. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. And here's, here's the other trip thing about it. There's a, the, the town burned down with this Catholic church that didn't burn down. And the Catholic church, and he's working with these nuns, it is protected by a wall, a rock wall that the rock built. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> so, so God is like, look, y'all just do what I say and just trust me, okay? So someone said, listen, you're going to get all these toys in on Monday. I'm going to give you free storage until they, you can send those toys down there in January. So every God's just, he's just doing this kind of stuff. So it was awesome. And, uh, and so the, any toys we have left over from event, we, can, we share with other organizations in San Diego. And if you get the Tribune, there's, a story, there's an article in the Tribune today about yesterday. Uh, it's a pretty cool lady. Um, they wrote an article. So um, did I pray yet? Okay. Okay. No? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's, let, let's, get, let's get the Bibles out because I, I, I think I'm, I'm going to get to my sermon from today, for next week. Let's, let's get the Bibles. I just want to share a few things with you. Let's get the Bibles out. On the count of three, say word. One, two, three, say word. One more time, say word. Okay, turn to Matthew. I just want to read something to you. Matthew chapter 25. And, and uh, my production people are going, well, this is not, this is not, <laughs> we don't have that. That's okay, it's okay. Uh, I, I, I apologize for, for, for God throwing a, a curveball on us. This is a total made-up sermon on the spot. Amen. Come on now. Come on now. So Matthew 25, first book of the, of the New Testament, Matthew 25. There was a, um, yesterday I met so many wonderful, amazing people. My greatest joy, Toys for Joy, is walking around just talking to people and meeting people who are serving and being served. And one of the guys I met, he lives here, uh, around here, and he, and he said he's never been to Toys for Joy. And we, and we, we met in the, in the gym at Lincoln, and, and we walked to the line where the people were lined up um, to get toys. And, and actually, they go through a line to get to the gospel stage, and then they walk 
<laughs> all the way across campus to go to the toy room. So there were, uh, I, I believe in Lincoln High School, there were about uh, 10,000 people, I'm guessing, but they, oh, 7,000 people, whatever it was. But there was thousands of people lined up and we're walking and he's just blown away. He hadn't seen the people yet. And we're walking, he saw the toys in the gym, he saw all the volunteers, he saw the people on the, on the field getting ready to give, do face paint, getting ready to feed the kids. They had a sensory room, a sensory, low sensory rooms. Every campus had a room for special needs kids, which is crazy amazing. Come on, come on, is that crazy amazing? And one of the, uh, I interviewed people from two sensory rooms, but one of them, there was four parents who put it together and they all have special needs kids. And they're like, this was, they know, they get it. And it's like, we're, we're not going to boo-hoo ourselves. We're going to use what God has taught us to share with other people. And I go in the, sensory, the, the, the special needs room um, and there's a guy standing there. And, and as soon as I saw him, he was volunteering. I said, that dude's a Navy SEAL. Just God said to me, the Navy SEAL. So anyway, I leave, and then I'm, I'm over there by the haircuts, and this lady comes over to me and says, hey, I just want to meet you. My husband's a Navy SEAL, and we're in the sensory room. I was like, oh, I think I just saw him. Is he, he's, a, he's got green pants. Oh, no, 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 that's a, that's a different guy. So I go back, and there's two Navy SEALs in the sensory room. Like, you mess with these kids, we would jack you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so come on, come on, come on. <laughs> so anyway, I'm walking with my friend. And... He's, he's like blown away, but he hadn't seen any people yet. And then we get to the line where all the people are lined up and he stops and he starts crying. He says, I didn't know. I live in a bubble. You know, we work, when I, we get jobs, you know, we want a nice house, we want to get a retirement, we got to, you know, we want to, you know, get the, the nice car and, and, and trust me, do all that. But don't let that be your bubble. And don't come to the Rock Church. They got a nice building. They got nice campuses and everything's clean. And, 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 and if the parking's too much, I'm going to go to another one because I don't want to be inconvenienced by the parking. Don't put yourself in a bubble because you missed the whole point of what walking with God is all about. The Bible says Jesus was a man of many sorrows because he was so connected with people's pain. Am I saying that we should be people of sorrow? I'm saying we should be connected with people's pain. Why? To bring joy into their life. And so the reason we come together on Sunday, the reason we pray, the reason we're in D groups is so we can be empowered to expand the kingdom of God and, and, and destroy the works of the devil in our lives and in other people's lives. Can you get it? Are you, are you following what I'm saying? And so what I, what I want to share today is just some stories about what God did in other people's lives through our church and that you, all of you, would say, listen, if I go to the Rock Church, am I part of what the Rock Church, what God is doing through our church? Because what we don't want you to do, and, and this is and the reason I say what we don't want you to do, what's not biblical is that you would just come to get in a word of encouragement and go about your business. That you would come and say, God, use me, empower me, strengthen me so I can go help somebody else. Because it would be very selfish, and I really mean selfish, to say, I just want to get mine. I just want to be happy. I just want to get blessed. You know that term, I'm trying to get paid. Well, I'm trying to get paid. But I don't want to be, a and I don't mean financially, I want God to pay me with blessing and joy and happiness and give me that nice house and give me my dream just so I can enjoy life versus, Lord, bless me so I can be a blessing. Are you following what I'm saying? I, I, was, walking, I was walking towards the line, or actually we're walking away from 
going back to the Torah room, and this young girl came to me. She was 19, and she said, um, you know, can we take a picture? And I, and I started talking to her. She's six months clean, met LSD and, and marijuana. Now, she's not in line to get a toy. She's there serving. She was there serving. I don't know if she's here, but if you're here, oh, oh my gosh, my baby! <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, try to. I'm not gonna say your name, but I was trying to keep my incognito. But anyway, I was like, I was like, listen, we want to help you. So God bless you. Got your family over there. God bless you. Give her a hug for me. Give her a hug. Give her a hug. Give her a hug. It's not like, oh, poor me, poor me. It's like, I am blessed to give. And this guy said, I'm in a bubble. What I want to encourage you today, if anything you get out of today, is that you walk out of there saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? I, I got to do something. I, I'm telling you, it's in the Bible, and I'm going to read it to you here in a minute. It, it is biblical <laughs> that we receive God the Holy Spirit comes in our life, and then we, we don't create a bubble for ourselves. We burst the bubble and get out and say, how, God, what can you do for me? I want to read this to you. This is, this is awesome. Then I'm going to read some stories to you. Then I'm going to say some thank yous, and then we'll, definitely we will be done. And we'll do next, this sermon next week. And that means I don't have to pay a prayer sermon for next week. That will be great because we got living nativity and all kind of stuff and Christmas Eve. I, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Let's read Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. Don't, don't trust me. I was thinking that. If I, if I do this. I don't have to. I can, get, I can use this sermon for next week. <laughs> and by the way, this, this sermon that I was going to do this week is in the book of Revelation, which is where we're going to be reading anyway. So it's, it's awesome. Look what it says. This is Jesus talking. Anyone say Jesus. This is not Miles talking. This is, this is Jesus talking. Now, it's Miles' voice. Don't, don't get twisted. I'm not trying to. I'm not, you, you, you know. When you said it was Jesus talking, that means that you're Jesus and you're, I'm not coming back. Okay, well. That's okay then. Go somewhere else if that's what you think I was really saying. Uh, this is Jesus talking, okay. Look what it says in chapter 25, verse 31. And your Bible may have red letters, okay. But Jesus even talks in the black letters. <laughs> not for real. I'm not, it's not, that's not a racial thing. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> All scriptures given by inspiration of God. And profit for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness that the man of God and the woman of God may be thoroughly equipped and complete for every good work. So all of it is God. Okay, so let me just read this. Verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, in the end when Jesus comes, and all his angels with him, he will sit on the throne of his glory. And all the nations, everyone say all the nations. Will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. Now, watch this, watch this. He's going to sit on the throne and all the nations. It's not going to be just black people, just white people, just Hispanic, just Asian. It's going to be everybody mixed. Just like what we see here. That's why I'm sure it breaks his heart when he sees churches that are segregated. Right now, this time of Sunday morning is the most segregated time of the whole week in our country. Because people go to church with their people. That's, that's just 97% of churches are segregated. Now, it doesn't mean those people are racist. But when, God, when the world looks at us and says, you talking about loving people, why can't y'all love people who aren't like you? 
And so anyway, that's what, so I'm so glad we got Skittles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway. He will separate, the, verse 33, he will separate, he will set the sheep on his right hand, the goats on the left, and the king will say to those on his right, and I want you to see the distinction. What he's going to distinguish the people, it's not by their race, it's not by their money, it's about their service and how much he was able to love hurting people through them. Because when he called in the book of Jonah, there's a story about a man named Jonah. God told him, I want you to go to Nineveh, a wicked city, and I want you to preach repentance. And Jonah, who didn't want them to be blessed, ran and went the opposite way. So, for example, uh, if you're watching online, we're in San Diego. Tijuana is that way. L.A. is that way. It's like God saying, I want you to go to TJ and I want you to preach the gospel. And because you don't like Mexicans, you run to L.A. Well, there's Mexicans in L.A. as well. <laughs> so, you use it anyway. But he said, I don't want the people in TJ. This is what Jonah did. And he went the opposite way. And make a long story short, he, he gets on a boat and God sends a storm. The guys throw him off the boat because they realize it was because of his sin that the storm came. A whale swallowed them, yes, and then spit him out on the beach and said, go to the, go to." Some of y'all are running from God and you're in a storm right now. Ooh. And you're going to get spit out on the beach. <laughs> Let's get back to this. Verse 33, he says, he will set the, set the sheep on his right hand, the goats on his left. And the king will say to those on his right hand, come you blessed of my father. How many, raise your hand if you want to be blessed of God. Amen, amen, amen. I, I thought so. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. How many of you want the kingdom that was prepared for you from the foundations of the earth? Come on now, come on now, come on now. And it says, listen to what he says. I was hungry and you gave me food. How many of y'all got enough food in your refrigerator for a few days? Okay. How many of you got enough resources to make sure you're going to eat for the next week? Okay. There's like 600,000 people in San Diego who don't know what they're going to eat tomorrow. One of the things you saw yesterday is that people got food. They came for food for today. They got it yesterday so they can eat yesterday and today. Okay. Jesus says, you know what? Come inherit because I was hungry and you gave me eat. I'm not saying you have to go out and feed somebody, but this is the spirit. It's, get the spirit of it, not the letter of it. Get the spirit of it that you were available, that God could use you to help somebody, young lady. It says, I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Do not take that, that you got to go find the first homeless, people and br homeless person and bring them into your house. Because that guy may be crazy, but you have to discern, God, what do you want me to do? You were available. I was a stranger, you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. My mom died two years ago this week. And she was in and out of the hospital for months. And two years before that, my dad died. And he was in the hospital in and out. And when, when my sister, who lives here, works here, would go to the hospital. We must have been to the hospital 50 times. And when you have somebody, all y'all who have sick family, you, you know, you go to the hospital and you know the parking spot, you know the routine. Can I get amen? But when we go to the hospital, we go to the hospital and say, okay, we're going to see mom, but who else are we going to see? So we said, let's, let's, let's walk around and see who we're going to pray for. And I remember one day I prayed for like three people and they were getting healed. Boom, boom. I said, you don't need to go upstairs and see the doctor. You're good. Just go home. 
For real. People, people say, well, I said, what's wrong with you? Oh, my, my knee. And, uh, let's pray for you right now. Bam. My knee's fine. Okay, you can go home. Just save you. Your medical, your, your deductible. Save your deductible. You don't even need, whatever that was, you don't need to pay it. I'm telling you straight up truth. So he says, listen, when I was sick, I, and my hospital visits might be an hour with my mom and an hour with other people. So next time you go to the hospital, listen, you're, you got the Holy Spirit in you. Just say, Lord, who do you want me to pray for? Just knock. If you see somebody, hey, can I, can I pray for you? You know, I, I, you would be shocked how many people never have anybody ask them to pray for them. I was talking to a lady the other day who is a believer, and I prayed for her, and, and she was on the phone. I, I met her one time, and we were talking about something else. And I said, hey, how can I pray for you? And she's like, what? I said, well, how can I pray for you? She said, I never had anybody ask me that. Ask. And listen, even if your prayer is this, trust me, even if your prayer is this, um, dear God, I don't know what to pray for. But can you bless Lacrita? Amen. Boom. My niece, who's three, her name is uh, we, Logan, we call her Logie. She said, she saw somebody in the lobby here in Point Loma. She said to her mother, what's wrong with him? She said, won't you go ask him? He had a patch on his eye. So she went over to him, three. She said, what's wrong with your eye? Straight up. Now, if, if, if you ask that, you might get knocked out. <laughs> so you have to say it in adult language. You know what I'm saying? She said it in three-year-old language. Like straight up, what's wrong with your eye? And, and, and he said what he said. And she said, can I pray for you? And she prayed for him. So, so he says, you, you, I was in prison. I was in prison and you came to me. Some of you may be scared to go to prison. Trust me, if you went, it would bless you like nothing else. Devil's trying to intimidate you not to go. Go to, go to prison as a minister. <laughs> Don't be getting arrested and, and tell the popo. Pastor Miles told me to go to prison. I figured this is the quickest way. You would take me there, tie me up, <laughs> drive me down there if I just rob somebody. Okay. <laughs> True story. The police. I can't remember how I got this message. This is a, kind of a separate pr uh, prison story. This guy had a dream that I was banging on his door to try to get him saved. And he called the police saying I was trying to break in his house. It was a dream. And the police said, Miles McPherson is not here at your house. <laughs> it, it really had nothing to do with prison. It was just kind of thought. It's just. <laughs> Verse 37, the righteous will answer and say, Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you, thirsty, give you drink? When do we see you a stranger and take you in, naked or cl and clothe you, when do we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and said, say, surely inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, you did it to me. When you do it to somebody who, when it, the least of these, they have the least ability to pay you back. They have the least ability to pay you back the way you would think. You did it to me. Yesterday, about 4,000 of y'all did it to a bunch of people who were in need. And God's going to bless you. Now, the, what I'm going to read that Jesus wrote is not a threat to you at all. It's just whenever we read the Bible, we realize, oh, I now see something different I can do better. It's not a threat at all, okay? I'm just reading what he said. 
Are y'all following what I'm saying? Verse 41. Then he will say to those on his left hand, depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, I'm like, that sounds like a, that's like a threat to me. I'm just telling you what he's saying. I'm, it's not a threat, but it's, it's just a, it's like, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to just kind of avoid all that stuff? No. God has given us the spirit of God to send us into dark places. Now, a dark place doesn't have to be a physically dangerous place for you necessarily, but places where people are dark in their heart, people are in need. It says, verse 42, I was hungry, you gave me no food. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you did not take me in. You did not clothe me when I was, and sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. And the thing is, basically, he's not saying that necessarily that you have to do those specific things. What he's really saying is that you were selfish. It was all about you. You created your bubble, you got your stuff, and it was all about you. He says, I didn't bless you to be selfish. I blessed you to be generous. That's what he's saying. And here are some examples because you can make that list a, a mile long about how to do that. Okay? And then, and, and then it says, then it says in verse 44, they will say, Lord, when do we see you hungry and thirsty and stranger and sick and naked and in prison and did not minister to you? He says, when you did not do it to the least of these, you didn't do it to me. Go away to everlasting punishment. We want to be all about doing it for the least of these. <laughs> That's what this is about. We want to, and we want to include all of y'all. Because at some point, all of y'all was one of those people. Now, you may not have been in prison. You may not have been walking the street naked. You may not have been, you know, food insecure. But there was something dark in your life. And somebody told you something about a God who loved you and came in your life. And God saying, now pay it forward. That, that, that's, what, that's what I'm saying, okay. So let me, read some, let me read some stories to you. We talked about my girlfriend over there. Um, we talked about special needs. One man brought uh, eight kids to Toys for, Joys, Toys for Joy who were refugees from Tanzania. And he's mentoring them. He was sick. So he, he came, even though he was sick, and sat down while they went to the toy line and got, got a bunch of toys. One mom came with her four kids, three, eight, uh, three-year-old and an eight-year-old, and two twin boys, two, two two-year-olds. Her husband had been employed for 18 months. He's back in six months, so he's been gone a year. She lost her job, can't afford to work, and they are homeless. They came, and they were in line from 11 o'clock the night before. And spent the night on the street to get groceries. How many of y'all, by a show of hands, have spent the night recently on the street so you can get groceries? Okay. Single, single mom, uh, let me see. Another mom came there and was at the salvation table and walked away mad. And someone, one of our prayer warriors, God told her, go minister to her went up to her and said, what's the matter? She says, I don't want to talk about God. I'm mad at God. And God told the prayer warrior, she has been hurt by a church. So she says, you've been hurt by a church. And the lady who walked away, who was hurt, said, how did you know? God told me, ministered to her and blessed her. And she got saved. Amen. <laughs> Summit Church brought 30,000 diapers to the event. And we passed them all out and they brought a team. Come on, let's give some of the church a big hand. They brought a team. A young girl who was in a wheelchair received prayer and got out of the wheelchair. I think we got the wheelchair picture. I think we got the wheelchair picture. Look at that. She got out of the wheelchair. Come on now. Y'all like, I don't know about that. Come on now. Come on now, church. 
Uh, a lady who has a Bible study at a public school brought her kids, and one of her kids is an 11th grader. He has eight siblings. Their mom struggles to provide for her kids. She has nine total, and he brought two sisters and four brothers to the event. He's in 11th grade. He brought four of his brothers and two of his sisters to get toys for them. And for him, it was like, I am relieving stress from my mom, my single mom. And that was amazing. A coach of a school. Amen. Come on, come on. A coach of one of the schools we were at couldn't go in the toy room because he was crying so bad. He said, I've never seen anybody love on my community like this church did yesterday. And that's the impact. We, it is so dangerous for us to take this for granted. And that's why it's so important for us to take what we get here. Hopefully, the lights, the sound, the video, the temperature, the atmosphere, the seat that you're behind and sitting in, and the people you're around blesses you. Take that and say, God, how can I bless somebody else? I don't want to be selfish with this. Trust me. I have, to, I have to constantly, that's why it brings me to tears because sometimes I'm so much, you know, doing this, doing this. And that's why I want to stay out in the community, go, go on ride-alongs with the police. Let me tell you something, I go on ride-alongs with the police and I walk in houses that have nothing. And I'm tweeting out. And then people from 911 are saying, hey, are you out there? And, 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 and what are you doing out there? I'm like, hey, I'm staying relevant. <laughs> staying in touch and going to houses where... Everybody in the house, there's no food in the refrigerator. Going to houses where someone just got shot in the head, literally, and there's blood right there on the ground. And the guy comes out of the house and says, hey, Pastor Miles, can you pray for us? I'm not saying you have to do that. But what I am saying is that there's a lot of people hurting that we can help. I want to read some names to you that... Um, I'm going to read two names. You can clap for them. And then the rest of them, I'm going to read the list because it's too many for us to clap after each one. But Debbie Smith and Michelle Casa organize this whole thing. Come on. And, and by the way, hold And Sharon Bradiga, I, I know I'm probably missing somebody I, I, in the top echelon. But Sharon Bradiga, let's give those, those three ladies. And please forgive me if I'm missing somebody. A big hand. Come on. Let me read this whole list because there's 22 names here, uh, and, and then we'll put, cl cl clap at the end. Uh, Michael Hawley, Lauren Silva, Andrea, uh, Andrea Adams, Amy Carpenter, Charlotte De La Pena, Heather Clemens, Kendra Durante, uh, Tyrone, I'm just going to read the first names, Tyrone, Calvin, Rich, Krista, May, Ling, Zeb, Ario, Santiago, uh, Jesse, the PR and media team members, accounting and stewardship partner, departments, those are whole departments, safety and traffic teams, data print center, communication teams, 3,870 team members, volunteers, uh, all the people who gave, all the people who gave, um, uh, feedback on the surveys, which raised $101,000, by the way, sponsors and donors and business partners and all the sponsors that we have, like 50 sponsors. Let's give all of them a big hand. Come on. So let's put, up, let's put up some stats real quick. I think you saw them. Let's put up the to Toys for Joy stats. Let's put up the Toys for Joy stats. Here we go. 15,538 uh, uh, people came. On the right, 3,700 were prayed for. Right below that, 2,180 people got saved. 21,000 toys, almost 22,000 toys. Come on, come on, let's give it a hand.
all that represents stories I just shared with you. Those are people with pain. And uh, I want to thank you for doing that. I want to encourage you. Saying, Lord, okay, we're going to bring this service to a close. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to think, okay, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Number one, just commit to, to not being in a bubble. The guy that I spoke to, he says, I've never been in this part of San Diego before. It's 10 minutes away. And I know in your mind you think, well, there's parts of San Diego I'm never going to go to. That's a devil lying to you. I want you to pray and say, Lord, who do you want me to serve? Here's one of the greatest things about our church is that we have access to every neighborhood. And what I mean by that is that there's people sitting around you that come from all over San Diego. There are some of y'all who live south of the eight. You're scared to go to North County. Because <laughs> that's a whole, and you're like, well, I live in North County. What are they scared of? Well, they live in South County. They're asking you, what are you scared of? <laughs> Trust me. There's just different, there's different types of threats. We have the great opportunity to get to know people from all over San Diego and say, Lord, make me useful in the kingdom. So, number one, get in the R group and the D group. Get in a group where you are accountable to people that you can grow in your faith and, and people who can challenge you and love on you and, and get you out of your bubble and say, Lord, use me. You don't want to have a bubble. Amen. Then there's some of you saying, Lord, I got to go to step one. Step one is you got to know God. Lord, I just want to know who God is. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. 20, 2100 and not whatever that people, number of people gave their life to Jesus yesterday. I, I was, I was in a, a guy's house. Well, to do guy, he was, you know, he made it. He was pretty successful and I was talking to him. I don't even remember about what, but then I started talking to him about prison ministry and how I'd been in these prisons and people were getting saved. And the guy said, well, it's really good that those prisoners, they, they need Jesus. They need Jesus. And I said, yeah, but you know, some of those prisoners are going to go to heaven and you won't. Because it's not about whether you live in a house or a jail cell. It's really who lives in your house. <laughs> so... So it's so important for you to say, Lord, first I want to give my life to Christ. I want to know God. Then I want to find freedom from my junk. We all got junk. How many of y'all don't have any junk? I just want to, we want to know because we need to talk to you for advice. <laughs> we want to know how that happened. And then, and, then, and then I got to find my purpose. Then I got to start making a difference in the world. And so in a minute we're going to pray. And, and if you want to say, Lord, I, I, want, to, I want to start by asking Jesus to be my savior. I believe that I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus is Lord, that he died and rose from the dead. And I want to ask him to forgive me. So in a minute, we're going to pray and give you an opportunity to do that. But before I do that, there's some of you out there, you've been here for a long time. You need to sign up for a D group. You need to sign up for an R group. And you need to sign up for a ministry. I know Christmas is coming. It's a lot of busy. Make a decision. This next couple weeks. Lord, what do you want me to do? But know this, don't sit and do nothing because then you got your bubble. And you're saying, it's about me. So in a minute, if you, if you want to give your life to Christ, I'm going to ask you to pray a prayer where you're going to say, Lord, I believe I'm a sinner. I believe you love me, died for me, rose from the dead. Please forgive me my sin. And you're going to do what those 2180 whatever people did. 
by asking Christ to be your Savior. And then you're going to say, Lord, I'm ready to now go to work. Whatever that is. And trust me, God will never, ever, ever put you in danger. He's going to lead you someplace where we're exciting. And, and that little girl over there from Minnesota, I remember. She told me she was from Minnesota. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm so happy she's here in San Diego. She's like, I don't care. I'm going, I'm going down to serve wherever. Lord, so let's all bow our heads and pray. Lord, you are so good to us. Thank you for the opportunity to serve. And Lord, there are so many people in our church who are so faithful. They, they attend, they give, they serve. Or they attend and give, or they just attend. But out of that group of people, you want more from them. You are worthy that they serve you. That they get out of their bubble and trust you. So for those people, I just want to encourage you, get on our website, take the gifts test and find out God, how God has designed you so he can use you. But then there's some of y'all in here, you've never asked Christ to be your savior. You've been to church and you believe that you are a sinner because the Bible says all have sinned. You believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose from the dead and you want to surrender your life to him. I'm going to lead you in a prayer that basically says that very thing. So in the privacy of your heart, I want you to pray this prayer with me if you would like to give your life to Christ, ensuring that you truly do know God personally as your Savior. So in the privacy of your heart, pray, dear God, I believe I'm a sinner. I believe the penalty of my sin is death. But I also believe Jesus loves me, that he died and rose from the dead for my sin. Jesus, I surrender. I surrender. I give my life to you. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, in a minute I'm going to ask you to stand up if you prayed that prayer. And by standing, you are in a sense resurrecting into a new life. And you are declaring to the world, I am going to live for Jesus I don't know how to do it perfectly now, but I am going to walk away from my old life. So on the count of three, if you pray that prayer, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. If you want the person who came with you to stand with you, just tap them on the shoulder, knee, whatever it is, and ask them to stand with you. But on the count of three, if you pray that prayer, I'm going to ask you to stand. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. God bless you. Stand to your feet. God bless you. God bless you.